Like, you know that, like, about fake flavoring. They called it grape. You know that's not a grape. Yo, man, this blue raspberry doesn't taste like blue raspberry blue in the raspberry wild. Blue raspberry doesn't exist in nature. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a real thing. Also, you know what's funny? How many times have I seen you get arrested? You've never seen me get arrested, right? Well, first of Was all, you've seen me get twice. No, no, no. Once, once, and and you saw me get raided. I didn't get arrested. Remember? I fucking slept in my bed that night. I was detained. You were without detained, handcuffs. though. Our roommate, though, was definitely detained. Rosa got handcuffed. I told somebody this the other day. Like, it's just like I, I, I will forever tell everybody that I will tell everybody that story of like the way I knew I wasn't getting arrested because I knew I saw my my roommate that wasn't the culprit getting harassed more by the cops. I'm like, well, this is all out the oh. door. <laughs> like this is definitely yeah. Like, they they got the wrong house. They thought that. They thought they, they were going to find the million. Where's the million? Oh, and they hated him. <laughs> they hated our roommate so bad. It was just like... But, well, because Prozo was, like, resisting, of course, so... Well, the best thing I mean, about that too, is, but... is, like, we already understood. We had an understanding that, like, Prozo through his old, like... Because we all gave each other, like, our, our... I mean, we all had our weed horror stories when we first moved in together. So we told each other, like, oh, because you were busted at Golden Gate Park. Uh, Prozo was busted back in New York and he had the whole like he had the whole like cop put he told the cop like not to do something and That's the right. cop put his his hand on the hot car <laughs> his hand on the hood yeah <laughs> yep and then, then then that day when we got raided I was like when, when I when I got raided it was the it was everybody outside and Prozo was like handcuffed and it was hair in his in his face and I asked the cop kindly like hey could you get a guy that could you get that guy that hairband like it was like and the guy like got him a hairband it's like wait I Am I in trouble? Like, why did you just listen to me? Like, this is kind of weird. And then, yeah, that all happened. Anyway, I still can't believe you Looney Tunesed fucking tiptoed oh. out of there like a fucking, <laughs> like you were, you were fucking Bugs Bunny. <laughs> like, you're just like, dude, 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 That's the best part of the story is that I showed up and witnessed all of this and Prozo just saw me through the window like a deer in the headlights because they would have seen me. So I just turned around and walked the other direction. <sighs> I just saw... The first thing I saw was the the sheriff's department jacket. So, like, I I pretty much knew we were getting raided at that point. And pros are just sitting there where, in handcuffs. Where, I just I, I just feel like uh, I, some days I'm like, I'll didn't th- they cut down his share of the plants? No, 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 no. They just took because there was 33 out there, and they took they took my 11. Yes. Oh, they and took so I picked out the smallest ones, as you remember. That's right. I, I remember. Uh, Do you remember now? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> But, Good on you for that, by yeah, the way. Yeah. All the purple train wrecks that were like hella small. All the like, tiny and shit. Yeah, yeah dude. It was ones. like, uh, that one, that one, that one. Which <laughs> sucks because that ended up being one of the most fire strains of that run, too. And the cop gave back Prozo that that quarter pound of hash that was definitely not supposed to be his because he didn't have a card at that time. And the cop like handed it back to him. It was like, what the fuck? Didn't they take some cash, too? You know, whatever. Anyways, remember because like you when, when I was back home for Christmas because this happened in August. I went back home for Christmas, and while I was back home for Christmas, you called me. It was like, "Yo, dog, you got a letter from Paul Gallegos, the district attorney." I was like, "Uh, open it," and you opened it up. You opened it up, <laughs> and you're like, right. "Oh, it just says this." I'm like, "What? They didn't. They, they they took this much. Like what? Like I was like, this is bullshit." And like I think I had you throw the letter away. I yeah, that's right. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. Wow. Um, yeah. So, so I guess if anybody's listening right now, um, uh, that is why sometimes we yell at each other more because uh, we have some history. <laughs> there is a. <laughs> I definitely got cr- uh, our house raided. <laughs> that was what happened. Yeah, Levi got our house raided for fucking doing fucking. So stuff. I was like twenty. I was like twenty-one at the time. How old were you, Christian? I was like twenty-four, I think. Twenty. Yeah, yeah. 20, I mean, yeah. I'm thirty-six now. I mean, I think you're 33, 34 right? now. Yeah. And you just turned 34. See, that's why I get confused. You and I are like that two to three age difference. Like not much. Like I always get like, and then Prozo is younger than both of us, right? Yeah, I believe 
I believe Prozo's 32. Yeah, he's 32. Okay, all right, all right. All checks out. Game on. Yeah, he's a little bit younger than us, for sure. Same with Milan. I believe he's also... I believe he was in college still when I moved up there, so... Oh, hey, Robert, don't worry. That was only the... That was the first time I got raided. <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome to the 51st and 4 year anniversary episode of MathCast. I'm your host, Christian. And I'm your co-host, Levi. And before we get started, just want to remind everybody, please follow us on Spotify. Please follow us on Apple Podcasts. Leave us five stars, leave us a review. If you have any questions or comments, you can email us at mathcoreindex at gmail.com. Bands on this episode are decided in part by our Patreon supporters. So if you want to get some exclusive benefits, you can go check that out as well. And uh, please follow us on YouTube, youtube.com slash mathcoreindex. Facebook.com slash MathCoreIndex, at MathCoreIndex on Instagram and Twitter. So the first band we're going to talk about is The Godawful Truth. And The Godawful Truth are a three-piece mathcore band from Denton, Texas. They just announced their debut full-length album, Memory Palace, which is coming out October 23rd via Dark Trail Records. And we actually just premiered a new music video for their song, The Granny Killer, which you can go check out on our YouTube channel. I am just super happy to be helping release this album. It's staggeringly technical and aggressive. Every song is essentially a, a clinic in mathcore. This, uh, I mean, we're. I, it's weirdest, man. I have a lot to say about this, and this, I guess, we're the, this is the first one we're covering. So, um, I, uh, I want to say, I'm not happy to hear that. Actually, yeah, I want to say, there's, there's the, a lot to unpack about this album. Oh man, there is. There is a lot here. Um, fuck, where do I start? So. Oh, man. So I I want to get it out of the way right away. Uh, the whole uh, location of this band. Uh, we have covered this band before. I believe the last time we covered them was for the track. Uh, what was the track? The Way of the Future EP. Yes. Um, fuck, I can't remember the song. I have it written down here, too. But um, every time we've covered this band, uh, I always mention... Oh, we actually covered You Got Red On You. Yeah, You Got Red On You. Thank you. Thank you, dude. Right, which is actually the lead single from the album, which they released back in May or whatever. So this is that was a pre-production, and there's actually a different version on the album. Yeah, uh, and it sounds like it, uh, but very reminiscent as well. Uh, but every time we've covered this band, uh, I mention the Mountain Goats song, the best uh, ever death metal band uh, uh, in Denton. And right, the best little death metal band out of Denton. Yeah, the, uh, the best ever death metal band in Denton. That is the song title. Oh, okay. uh, so yeah. as a folk band, uh, obviously not a Mountain Goats yeah, fan. Yeah, is, well, I, I'm, I'm actually not either. Uh, I had old roommates. Uh, actually, the house that we were in together, Christian, uh, is where I found out about the Mountain Goats, and that's always stuck in my head. And the thing is, like Denton is just a very distinct town. So when I see that every time, it's just the whole fucking Mountain Goats song comes out. So I do apologize for putting that out again, God awful truth, but I had to put it out there. <laughs> Oh, we talked about Marine Ponderosa we did. on the earlier we episode. Did. You goddamn right, dude. Yes. Um. So, th- correct me if I'm wrong. We've covered these guys. This is now the third time on the podcast. Correct. I think this is maybe the fourth time we've talked about them on the podcast. Actually, this album. First of all, I would like to say that it is beyond consistent. Every track is it's it's the same, but it it keeps my attention they they switch up it is the same equation throughout the full album and yet i'm not bored with this equation and they adjust 
through each track and it just overall is this amazing just heavy fucking record um that we're witnessing here, yes dude um i don't even know really where to start i'd rather have you start on the tracks um i'm just blown away by just the consistency in this and just at the end i was like holy shit and i played it again i was like holy shit this is really goddamn impressive though like every song is just ridiculous is a relentless clinic in math core it's just non-stop off-kilter grooves interspersed with breakneck staccato flurries dissonant guitar lines and just absolutely fucking crushing breakdowns one after the next every track is relentless every track is memorable even the interlude which i'm not even I'm not even normally four interludes but Still, you, you take away something from that interlude. So, the, uh, on the note of that interlude, what I love about that interlude, I, I mean, we, we've talked about this before. Ain't nothing wrong with a breather. Ain't nothing wrong with a little, like, mm-hmm. in between, you know? And in this context, it, it works. And it's, what's great about this this track, though, it is less than two minutes long. I'm not, I don't got a fucking six-minute fucking self-jerk-off thing about just doing noisecapes and shit. It's just, it's what they want. And then even at the end there, I love that fucking beginning that it ends with that chug and then kicks in with the chug to the next track. And just, like, uh, that that piece fits, that track six not track six, but uh, uh, track five fits in so well because of that. It is just that right. noise. It fits and then, perfectly before yes. that song, Multiple Migs. It is basically the intro to Multiple Migs, I guess. Right. Yeah. Right. And it kind of complements the breakdown in multiple. They kind of set you up the mm-hmm. Multiple Migs breakdown, which is like the breakdown song of the album. Correct me if I'm wrong. No. It really builds up to that massive breakdown at the end. Absolutely. Um, and you, I feel like the length, as soon as you see the track go past two minutes, you're like, oh shit, they're, they got some shit going on here. Um, so I was, I was definitely they're waiting for that. They're not done yet. They're not done yet. Uh, yes. So the, the one thing I wanted to go back, um, immediately I just gushed about the full album about just being relentless. Uh, mm-hmm. This is what actually Trek 5 made me just breathe for a second. I was like, holy fuck, what track am I on even? And I just saw it, I was like, holy <laughs> shit, dude. Like, this is awesome. Um, it, uh, it was a brutal ride, man. Uh, I want to go back and just say, even the opening track, um, it's it is not your basic opening track where it's just like... Jack, Jack. It's not the... It's Okay, so your opening track can be uh, just a audio insert or you know just like a like a something from a movie or whatever um it can be just a breakdown it can be a lot of things but this is literally just a shortened crushing version of what they are going to give you the rest of the album <laughs> yes truly and it's it really sets the attitude of this uh album yes so um that alone it's a it's a perfect it's a perfect introduction like and it bleeds into one of the heaviest breakdown sequences of the album yep. too yep like when that drum fill comes in. Yep, I'm ready. Like, holy shit. Yep. I can just imagine losing my fucking mind to that and then f- further collapses and gets even heavier when the drummers the drums go halftime. It's just like, yep. ugh, perfect, perfect execution of breakdowns in every There song. is this little joy inside of my heart that I know that this is coming from three people and not like even, uh, it's not a four piece, it's not a five piece. I just, uh, it just, it, it really, it warms my heart that it's more than just an individual. Cause you and I have, have talked about before. I mean, uh, a, a, a person in their room able to just produce a full band by themselves and create an album is fucking amazing in itself. But this is great because it's more, a little more tangible, a little more physical. I can hold yes. on to it. I can see it it's live probable. possibly. I know that it is a real thing. Um, that alone, I, 
I had this in my head the whole time because I, I believe before uh, before I well, actually not I believe I it, I, I watched the music video uh, prior to listening to the full album. So you just, know what it is? There's something more moving about a group of people working together in unison than just one person doing it all. I also know that every I think that's it. Yeah. Well, it's I also know that it's like how uh, how we regard performers psychologically, especially has to do with i think them being a cohesive unit yeah it's something it's something organic about uh the not only creating music but having to coexist and uh, communicate with other individuals and having this loving bond and that this music comes from like numerous people in a room agreeing um because i guess if you were by yourself first of all it's just another thing once again like um, something like the sound that ends creation, you know, that we covered last episode, it's it's so beautiful in itself. It's something completely different, where it's like this 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 individual can play everything and write and form. It's just it's mind blowing. But then mix and master. Yes, but then in another way, it's like I I I I love and appreciate it in the same fucking way, and it warms my heart when I see four people arguing in a garage and working it out and finding the sound you know um it's 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 both i i fucking love it but what's kind of nice about the the one person group i guess um there's never going to be a, a member leaving <laughs> you know at least you don't have to worry right. you don't have to worry about the vocalist <laughs> leaving or the drummer leaving at least you fucking know that's always gonna be consistent with that so that's true yeah. so we've talked about how good the breakdowns are how good the songwriting is but i want to talk about how unique sounding every track is in relation to one another like their inspirations are very clear but what i appreciate most about this band it's not derivative their sound really is wholly their own they do occasionally show their influences but it's not like super apparent where they're pulling from and they're they i feel like they're taking careful measures not to regurgitate what other bands are doing and to also not repeat themselves like they're not repeating the same ideas in other songs you took the word you took you took the notes right out of here man um the only thing i literally the only comparison i have for anything of these guys to anyone else is that i said the the dude's vocals remind me of the guy from left behind the hardcore wow band. And yeah that's okay it. to talk about to talk about <laughs> some of the the performances yes the vocal performances on this album are some of the best that jordan has done yet some of the most powerful and versatile performances. All of it has a good variety of delivery, too. It's not just like one monotone technique, either. A good variety of lows and snarls. Oh, and man. Like the talky vocals and then like at the end, like uh, the... Yeah, the spoken word here and there. there there's a little... There, there's Yeah, there's spoken word, but then the track i believe somerset kind of separates completely and he's got more of this like singy yes, talk singing. thing going on and it's fucking <laughs> really good it's like yeah it is like talk about taking yeah. some risks right there they, they took a big risk by having a singing track so to speak on the album yeah and it's just that that whole fucking like it wasn't that whole like self jerk off thing like let me just try to sing and get it hard you know like it's just he does it nails it moves on and it was only once the ending track i just i, I he's just, not once again, singing outside of his range sorry go no, no 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 just the, going back to that the initial thing where i was like there is an equation to this album but for some weird reason this equation isn't consistent through the whole album mm -hmm. but they just kind of like they take a little bit here and then they switch it here and they're like all right they kind of just mix it around a little bit but it's all the same thing but just it kept my attention the whole fucking time you know yeah, as a fan of Mathcore, there's absolutely fucking nothing that you shouldn't love about this record. 
And uh, to talk about some of the other performances, as impressive as the vocals are, the guitars are my favorite part of this record. The riffs especially, every riff is exciting and memorable, razor sharp, and oftentimes very dissonant. There's like a perpetual half-step harmony going on that really recalls the Tony Danza tap dance extravaganza. I totally agree, dude. Fuck. So good. And I also really liked the drum sounds on this record. They're very organic. They kind of afford uh, a very like live quality, raw, and the performance and the techniques are absolutely impeccable. Especially the snare click clicks on the Granny Killer, which <laughs> calls inside yeah. the Beehive. You know, yo is is the Granny the Granny Killer is the one with uh, sorry the, sorry you're interrupting uh, the Granny Killer is the one with uh, the snare uh, uh, rim right? The, yeah, exactly. The snare clicks. Yeah, the clicks. <laughs> so mm-hmm. It was very inside the Beehive. It, it warmed uh, my heart for sure, dude. Ban banan 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 I, I need to I need to look at my notes here for a second just so I'm not missing anything. Fuck, man. Eve, okay, uh, track four um, uh, exhibits perfectly just as well balanced uh, side of math core. It gives everything. They got that. Abbott sh- is death process. Yes, they got that jazzy little kind of like side with that nervous fucking frantic spoken word piece and it's just yes. like and, with, and then it goes right back into like this, that's this heavy i had groove. that in my notes as well that fantastic spoken word part was really great just good self-loathing in the lyrics Absolutely. too and, and the, the part lyrics. about taking his whiskey neat and everything and, and the lyrics <laughs> like i don't even have all the lyrics and I, it's one of those bands where it's like well i already hear most of it which is great i mean it's just you it's um it's there i can it it's audible i can hear it you know um this uh yeah it's just relentless this album is relentless even talking about that that middle track it that that thing is just letting you take a breath i mean this is consistent and amazing that's a breather i'm here for for sure it works well so um i'm a sucker more for just i mean i'll still just take breakdown after breakdown after breakdown naturally so um it's not the most math cory track but i'm just gonna say right now my favorite track on here is the it's all capital but i'm pretty sure this is what they're saying uh i'm i'm hotep imhotep um, yeah imhotep um that's uh because so, I, I, like fuck that song goes though like the the end where he's like so long so good dude <laughs> yes. i can imagine myself just losing my goddamn mind in the pit of that front words and the backwards windmills from christian going on <laughs> oh yes i'm the windmill king baby dude, you are the peanuts gang as far as windmill peanuts i will always see gang. you with your head down just fucking bop, 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 bop. so anyway that really is my signature move i sort of been doing like throwing stars the shoulders are it hurts yeah exactly yeah, my, my rotator cuff is just fucked you go frontwards and backwards most of the time it was backwards i remember but yeah that's a pretty interesting yeah. move it's a it's a yeah i've damaged my body Do doing that great? for sure it's a good stationary mosh move yes i agree it's it's good for a fat boy like myself you, you well back in the day you you weren't fat boy you were just computer boy christian a little more a little more a little more on the side you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah, <laughs> thanks i'll take that yeah yeah um but yeah dude um uh, other than that i got nothing else to say about this album i just give it a, con- a consistent fuck yeah from me and <laughs> that's it man it it really is it, it really is quality there's certainly some room for improvement but it's there's pretty much nothing that i do not absolutely love about this release i mean there's excellent technique excellent musicianship all over the record they're taking some risks there's good pacing there's good album flow every riff is memorable even if it's dissonant and technical the breakdowns are some of the heaviest and hard-hitting that i've ever heard in a long time they, they put out a great music video for the granny killer i mean in the direction for that could have been slightly better but i mean the material in the performance from the band 
is really good, even if the editing is not. I do have a couple critiques though, of course, as I always do. As good as the vocal performances are, I did find the lyrics to kind of be lacking a bit of subtlety, especially on multiple MIGs. I feel like it was maybe just leaning too much into like the whole stalkerish kind of, which I wasn't really like vibing too much with, but fortunately, like whatever creepy lyrical subtext aside, like the performances are fucking good. And that was a track that I really ended up warming up to in the end, especially in relation to the the really great interlude that comes before. And we've already talked about that. Yeah. And um, um, oh, I oh, want to interrupt. Since no, you're, I wanted to interrupt uh, with the lyrics. Um, uh, I the first track it kind of lays it out there. The opening lyrics of the first track is "Take it or leave it." Take it or leave it. For Love sure. Love it. It's like you got it, God awful truth. You got it. <laughs> that is that is your vibe, isn't it, Levi? It's amazing. It's the shit. When I heard that, I was like, "Hmm, well played." Let's see what happens here. <laughs> I also thought it was interesting that they pulled a Callous Boys and Under the Pier and ended the album with like a clean piano outro versus another massive series of breakdowns, which they, they could have very easily done, but instead. They did this, you know. I think ending the album with something more cathartic is is the new move. Actually, I think it's, it's almost like, uh, you know, we've had enough. Let's uh, <laughs> let's enjoy something else, a little, something a little different. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, we, uh, we showed you what we can do. So why don't you just sit back and digest all of that that just happened? What, what is it? Uh, the Monty Python thing? And now for something completely different? Uh, yeah. And now for something completely it's, different. It's like, all right, that, fuck it, let's do it. And I mean, if you're good, if you're gonna end it with that, yeah, I'll listen to a little piano for a second while I gather my wits about what I just fucking listened to. Like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I would have to give this a fucking 8.5 out of 10 if I were giving it a proper review. It's practically perfect for for what it is, you know. I mean, and just speaking again as, as a fan of Mathcore, this is exactly what you were all here for. This is why you are following Mathcore Index as a band like this. Man, I, I'd give it a solid niner for sure. Give it a good old and solid nine there out of ten. I'm trying to be conservative yep, yep. here, you know, <laughs> with I'm, the light I'm, nine, so to speak. I'm more of a minimal, minimalist, though, as far as, like, what I'm requesting with my music, though, Christian. Uh, you definitely have a little bit more of uh, the avant-garde side, and you appreciate uh, just the more additions. Um, I hate <laughs> I hate the additions most of the time, so I just... Uh... And it's not derivative. That's, like, my biggest complaint about a lot of these newer bands that we're talking about. The last few episodes, especially, is that their influences are so abundantly clear that it's almost boring at times. I, I don't feel like that's the case here. I I feel like they I mean, they sound like Dillinger and they sound a bit like Danza, but they really are they really are a unique sounding band. Especially as you know, as soon as I heard "You've Got Red on You," I was like, okay, this band is really is going places. Um, so you can pick up "Memory Palace" October twenty third. Via Dark Shadow <clears throat> Records cough, cough. on CD and uh, possibly 12 inch vinyl. That is my label. Full transparency. I run Dark Trail Records, but I mean, we've talked about this before. I don't fuck with anything that I don't absolutely love, and this is certainly no and exception. And just like Christian and I, just like Christian and I, will forever critique what we love. <laughs> we'll forever oh, just of course, backing. yeah. I mean, I love Levi, but I constantly <laughs> I talk love... shit to him. <laughs> yep, <laughs> constantly. And what he says is true, and it hurts. <laughs> so it's all good. <laughs> But yeah, man. I mean, um, so yeah, like yo, you, that level of honesty comes with being comfortable with somebody, you know. Yep. <laughs> so uh, you still have not given me the honest truth, though, dude. I gave you my uh, favorite track, which is that uh, the uh, I'm Hotep or whatever. Uh, what's your favorite track? Oh man, that's the million dollar question. Uh, it's got to be you got red on you. I know that's mm-hmm. a song that we've talked about before, and it was already out. But, but it slams. Yeah, it really does. I really like Jack Jack too, and the Granny Killer. 
I liked Kyoko Gogo. Abida's Death Process. Man, just God. Looking at the track listing, I want to say every track. Well, I feel like, like I feel like I, it's we hard. always go towards uh we always go towards uh what the the quote unquote most mathcore track. So what would you say would be the most uh, mathcore track? Well, we're gonna give him the Granny Killer because we've got the music video out for it now. Might as well. Yeah, and I hadn't really planned on revealing any new song on the podcast. Honestly, premiering a song on the podcast isn't the best platform, so I, I would prefer to put the granny killer into their head that way they can go watch the music video as a matter of fact stop what you're doing <laughs> and go watch the fucking video for the granny killer which i will link for you in the description so without further ado we're going to go ahead and give you the granny killer which is track seven from the god awful truth's new album which is called memory palace and that's out october 23rd via dark trail records here we go fucking god that is so good the granny killer god what a fucking track yep awesome Man, this album i've just been texting levi and all my constituents this week just ranting and raving about <laughs> yeah. how fucking good this album is like and i had to like make sure that you listened to it yep because <laughs> i could tell by yep. soundcloud that you hadn't <laughs> this like this motherfucker is gonna tell me he listened to it and i know he didn't <laughs> uh, that's good shit that's good shit yeah because the reaction that you had said it all like you hadn't no, listened no, to the yeah. album it's, it, you know, it's that yeah, impressive. I was. I was. Uh, this this weekend was like filled with me trying to 
finish some fucking bullshit in, in my in my skating stuff, so, like, I definitely was, like, occupied, but, like, uh, when you reminded me, I was like, oh, my God, he's keeping tabs on me, and then as soon as I listened to it, I was like, oh, fuck, oh, God, okay, all right, I get it. Um, this, this actually goes back to, uh, I would like to say five years back when, no, what, might have been even more than that, like, six years back when you were like, hey, man, I sent you that band Delta Sleep, and I noticed you haven't said anything, <laughs> so that means you haven't checked it out, so you should check it out, <laughs> and then that was it. <laughs> I was like, Oh man, yeah, I was really persistent about Delta Sleep like, too. You keep the tab. He was like, "Hey, I noticed you haven't said anything about this band that I know you would love, <laughs> so you obviously haven't listened to it." <laughs> it's like, "Oh shit, mm. man, he's got my number for sure." I most definitely do, Levi. I know you better than you know yourself. I know, and it really angers me. Actually, <laughs> you and my wife have my fucking number, dude. I fucking hate it so much. Good shit. All right, so that was the Granny Killer, which is track seven from Memory Palace, which is the God Awful Truth's new album which is coming out on October 23rd via Dark Trail Records on CD and possibly 12-inch vinyl. Who knows? I mean, there's barriers. There's, there's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's going to be. Well. I'm being coy. It's definitely going to fucking happen. Just, you know, haven't put in the order yet. It's going to happen. So uh, moving right along, the next band we're going to talk about is Zeit. And Zeit are a hardcore mathcore band from Italy. And they just released their self-titled sophomore album on September 24th. They kind of self-describe, just just go ahead and get out of the way. They, they're, they're very much wearing the Converge influence on their sleeve here. I think they call themselves the Italian Converge, Oh, I actually. don't want that. That's kind of an interesting way to claim, but okay, we'll, we'll go with that, sure. So the Converge influence is just... It's there. It's beyond it, there. It's, it's readily apparent all over this record, yes. Just being very upfront about that especially from the album Axe to Fall. From the instrumentals to the vocals to the songwriting. Oh, this, the songwriting there. sounds like you had told me Kurt was involved in this and I would have believed you. I mean, yeah, like the, the drumming is very Ben Kohler-esque too. The drumming is oh, a major highlight, yeah, the, by the way. Yep, the galloping kind of like, yeah. And then, I mean, uh, it's everything. Yeah, it is very Axe to Fall. Um, I can't say anything else, man. I totally agree with you. But this, oh, man, it's not bad though. It's no, a no. Fucking like, great. It's a, it's a very solid, solid album. Yeah, it's a solid hardcore album. Um, but, like, yeah. super high energy songwriting. Like, many of the songs are made up of just like tons of basically endless, cool, fast D beat sequences. Yeah. And technically, I mean, you know, it's kind of like this in like um, I, like for myself in like a kind of like more like a, the, the guttural genres, kind of like um, like gore grind and shit like that. Like, if I like like. The, you know, blast beat slams in the guttural shit. Naturally, every other band that sounds like that, I'm still going to be into. So it's at some point, it's like it's like, oh fuck, they totally converge. It's like, well, that's actually not a bad thing because like I like converge and I can only listen to the the albums they have. And at that point, it's like, man, it sure would be nice to have another band that sounds just like that. So I mean, in that no, no, truly, that is like the stupidest complaint from anyone that could possibly make. Like, oh, this sounds like my favorite band. Like, why would I listen you. to this? Thank like, you. are you fucking that's, stupid? Okay, thank you. That was the point. I was. <laughs> Do you hear yourself right exactly. now? It's like, it's like, well, I could just like get more of that. And the thing is, like, this band, it's um, I mean, I, I didn't know that they kind of claim themselves as that, but it's just, I mean, uh, they're not. It's like they're not like. They're, yeah, maybe I misspoke it. I'm pretty sure I saw on their press release they described themselves as the Italian Converge. Well, you were the one reading the press releases. I definitely didn't check that out. Uh, but yeah, man. Uh, I, I would. Well, gee, I hope I'm not wrong about that. <laughs> if not, you just claimed a quote, quote Christian from Mathcast. They're like the. Yep, yep, snip, snip. No one will know. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, man. Um, it, it, it was solid. And for that, uh, when it gets so close to this converge style, um, my notes in describing the music is going to be a little more limited, just for the fact mm-hmm. it's like we all know what it is. 
Um, but yeah, the tracks that stood out to me, um, Yellow Sword, uh, Sons. Mm, yes. Uh, this track. That's the best track on the this album. This track really picks up and starts strong after the breather track uh, of Love Psalm. Uh, yeah, it, it was great. I, I, I really enjoyed this. Wait, wait. Which one were you just describing? Um, the track uh, that stood out was uh, Yellow Sword. Oh, okay. Yes. Mm, okay. Is you know no you were talking about sons sons is the one that yep. comes after that no wait a second really let me see yes right sons is love psalms you, is you track so six funny is that your sons. patreon wasn't working earlier and my band camp is like freezing on my phone so like i haven't been able to pull up my band <laughs> camp so that is why i'm doing that anyways you'll keep have going. to take my word for it yeah i'm gonna take your word for but it but no yeah. um yellow sword though is an absolutely standout track like I put that in my notes. I found that to be one of the most compositionally varied tracks on the album. Really nice earwig riff, and then nice development in the outro, too. It, like, takes that part and then applies further variation to it. You're right. You're absolutely right, dude. I, I, I stand corrected. You are correct. I just My phone is now loading here. I see that. The love psalm is the breather. Yes. Thank you. Okay, cool. See, I just wanted to say, it's a solid, if not slightly derivative release. I, I think they kind of had like the same problem uh, Lechita Dolente had, where it's just like they're really wearing that converged influence so much on their sleeve to the point where it's like, frankly, almost distracting, <laughs> <laughs> which leads me to my some other critiques. It's fairly derivative of Converge, and it can be fairly predictable as a result. It uses a lot of the same musical devices, a lot of the same patterns and pull-offs, especially in the drum fills. Just many parts feel like they're pulled straight off Axe to Fall. A lot of the songs sound exactly the same. Yep. However, there are uh, several standout tracks on this album. As we said several times, Yellow Sword, I like track six, My Dear Friend, just mainly because of the insanity of the drum fills. Like, they really are bananas. Like, as Kohler-esque as the playing is, it really is fucking well done. The, mu the musicianship is there. I also liked track eight, Piss, <laughs> which is another one like the more engaging, impressive tracks that has like that catchy outro. I like track 10, The Republic, which is the album's closer. That actually might be the best track on the album. It's got like the most concise, it's not the most concise rather, but it's got head spinning variations on that main motif. They, they took one riff and just motif as we call it, and they apply subtle variation to it again and again and again until the track is over. So I thought mm -hmm. that was pretty interesting. The closer is really solid. Honestly, uh, Yellow Sword and then uh, the closer would be my favorite yeah. tracks yeah. for sure. Yep. You know what else it was reminding me of? It was reminding me a lot of the Armed. Actually, I feel like they got the same kind of like more rock and roll leaning approach, like borrowing heavily from Converge, but also taking it a little more straight down the middle of the road, more accessible, more accessible presentation. It was never much into the Armed. But yes, did you that's listen probably to, why I wasn't much into the arm. Did you listen to Only Love when it came out? Whenever yeah, it was 2018? I know you. I know you really. That's pretty good. I know man. you really gushed it. I honestly, I love the album cover more than I like the actual music in it. <laughs> that's yeah. That's a that's a pretty good statement. They're kind of just trying to be artsy for the sake of being artsy when the music doesn't really line up. With it their doesn't. It, conf it, it it honestly it honestly kind of confused me and angered me a little bit there. So that was where I was with that one. Yeah, like the whole like people like losing their mind for the ghillie suit shit. And it's like I just found that that whole shtick to be very tired you know a little contrived a little sticky there it, it's a little sticky for sure yeah um so i think we're ready to give him a track yeah um honestly man yellow sword awesome awesome agreed let's not beat around the bush here this is the best song on the album so we're gonna go ahead and play for you yellow sword which is track two from zeit's new self-titled album and that came out on september 24th
here we go. So that was Yellow Sword, which is track two from Zeit's new self-titled album, and that came out on September 24th. Great track. So next, we're going to give you some Mathcore news. This is actually a pretty good news week for Mathcore, actually. Mouthbreather have just announced their return. They just announced their return with the original lineup, the classic lineup, if you will, minus Tyler, who's now the vocalist of Needleplay. So very this excited about that. This would have been the same setup, though, right uh, during the record. Wait, I guess during their last uh, album, they still had Tyler, right? They still they had did. Tyler. Okay. They- Tyler is on Dollmeat, as far yeah, as Tyler, I know. Tyler, oh yeah, Tyler is on Dollmeat. Absolutely, he is on Dollmeat. Yes. Okay. He was on the Dollmeat album yep. cycle yep. tour, so the performances they played anyway. So. Uh, and if anybody sees like Mouth Breather um, during uh, uh, our Mathcore Index Fest uh, set for 2019, uh, you'll see a different lineup. But that was more of like a survival, ring it in kind of thing. Going <laughs> Did they on call there. that the fake breather lineup? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Which is like so sad. It's like those those villain guys. Did a fucking excellent job. Listen, I, oh my god, dude! If the, if, they were all really nice kids. If these too. gentlemen ever listen to that to this podcast. Th- amazing getting to meet you guys. That to show up and to just 
I mean, the spirit in the whole fucking band was the shit, man. Your heroes, basically. I fucking, I respect Mouth Breather so much for just the underdog status they drove but not giving a across fuck, the country not giving me fucking driving across to play right yes they drove across the country to play our little quote-unquote fest our diy and they tore showcase. it up they were incredible the energy was there especially from these guys who weren't actually in the band previously like they've only practiced three different times they're yeah. just clearly big fans of the music and they they played their hearts out so mouth breather back and on that note uh needle play are teasing some new jams for townie their new full length, their second full length album, or third full length album, depending on how you view Death by Dying. What is up with all these the, the town places and townie and states? And I can't handle it anymore. What is going on? <laughs> um, so, in other news, Frontier have just finished production on a new full length album, which is going to feature guest vocals from Grady Avenal of Will Haven. Wow. So sure a big what for a Chad. fucking throwback. Will Haven. I saw them like 500 times in North Dakota back in the day. I knew you would appreciate that. That's like a Levi reference oh, for sure. What? That is so cool. Okay, shout I out. didn't even know they were from Sacramento until like two years Dude, ago. I saw them a million times and never knew they were from California. Never. Didn't even give a fuck. It was always amazing seeing them. That was a fucking great show. I was like, Willhaven. Ah, they're from Minnesota. Fucking, Dude, fucking <laughs> so good. So good. Okay, awesome. Cool. Yeah, I figured that would excite you. So New Frontier is on the way. And if you missed out on the second vinyl pressing of Orange Mathematics... It sucks for you because it's Yo, already sold out. Both pressings are <laughs> fire. I just love that he sticks with that orange. That sweet orange. It's like an orange black, black merge, yeah, that's too. That's okay. That's all right with me, man. It's all good. So, this is some sad news. Greg Pichiato's solo album was leaked and subsequently released several weeks early. So, you can now hear Child Soldier, Creator of God, on Bandcamp. First point, guy that leaked it, he sucks. Second point, I love the how Greg handled it. Yeah. And just was like, I Truly. guess we're releasing this a little bit early. And that kind of thing. What a class act. Dude, what else can you do, man? You got to embrace it, you know? Like, yep. it's, you know, and I, I love that he's like, hey, the guy that's out there, not going to blow you up, but you also suck. And I guess here's my album. Like, that kind of thing. Oh, you, you did see the post then. Oh, yeah, man. He handled it very, very tastefully. I don't know how else. I mean, the thing is, it's crazy that Greg... I mean, in independent music, you know, you still have, like, the actual fucking person reaching out and, you know, talking to you and everything. And, yeah, man, fucking Greg called you out. So whoever that person is, man, whew, that must hurt. Must fucking, you must lose, lose some sleep yeah, over that, man. Yeah, fucking go jump in a lake, asshole. If you're, like, scene points were, like, at 50, you're, like, at, like, negative, like, Oh, yeah, dude, you're something. done. Yeah, you're done, man. It's all discredited. I hope their friends, like, know who they are so they could fucking ostracize just for, like, being a shithead. Honestly, like, it's not even, like, a blow you up on the internet. Like, even if, like, 20 of your friends know who you are, that's good enough for me, man. Because 20, 20 people know that you Yeah, dude, suck. you suck. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> I, I hope you're listening to this podcast so I can, you can hear that so I can tell you to stop listening to this podcast oh, yeah, and oh, stop yeah, listening yeah, to the music. Yeah, if you're a fan, yeah, don't <laughs> listen to this anymore. You suck. You broke Greg's We heart. hate you. Yeah. <laughs> you can't sit with this. We just got so mean girls all of a sudden. And oh my leave God. Greg alone. Lee Fisher of uh, Fawn Limbs just released a, uh, a sick drummer interview and played through. This is a good day for Mathcore. You know, somebody who's a part of our, our movement from yeah. back in the day even, uh, you know, as a member of Psyopus and uh, Commit Suicide, obviously just a major Lee should have been in there for Commit Suicide even. Like, he was fucking amazing in Commit Suicide. That's some homework I still need to do, sadly. You need to. Two albums, and it's amazing. Synthetics is the one you want to go to. Cool. I'll get it out of the way sometime. And it's a great interview. 
and uh, just an outrageously good drum playthrough. And I mean, if you're not sold on Fawn Limbs and Sleeper Vessels by seeing this this sick drummer playthrough, I, I don't know what will. I don't think anything will sell you on it because it's fucking goddamn impressive. Yashira just uh, dropped a new single, announced a new album, Fail to Be, which is coming out December 11th via Good Fight Music. So I'm stoked for that as well. <laughs> And rest in peace, the drummer, man. Really, really sad. I'm glad to see they decided to press forward. Matt, what a big step forward to just get past that. And uh, yeah, you can't discuss anything with your fallen member. So to even decide to move forward is must be such a big thing. Yeah. And rest in peace, Seth Howard. I had to look that up embarrassingly enough, but I couldn't remember. Hey, man, there's a lot of names out there, man. It's all good. But just, yeah, very sad, untimely death. It's, I'm just glad to see that they're they're going to continue making music because they're doing some really good sort of Neurosis Converge inspired stuff. Yeah. Uh, Within the Ruins just announced a new album. They dropped a new single, and uh, their new album is called Black Heart. It's coming what out year November twentieth. <laughs> yeah, I knew you'd appreciate that. It's it's good. It's it's solid. It's not like kind of like yeah. May, I guess maybe. The new vocalist is holding it down though, so. It's good to see yep. they're back, I guess. This is not so much news as it is just something really cool. Uh, the homegirl, Holly, did a really sick Methwitch cosplay. Just super incredible, elaborate cosplay involving paper mache, super spot on, and uh, purple, perfect visual aesthetic for the album itself. So go check that out on her YouTube account. It's called New Chlorine Makes, I think. So the guest just announced a new EP called Death. I think it's coming out November 1st. New single, you can hear from it right now. Great Brighton-based uh, UK mathcore. So that was your mathcore news for, well, I guess the last week. <laughs> don't really have a time period for it right now because we're just kind of like doing when it comes. So I think it's more of, it's a better blur to have that it's just like we're continuously doing it versus like, fuck, did we even cover that? Like, fuck, how long ago was that? That kind of thing, you know? Right, right. Well, that, that's why Release Radar is now only a monthly thing. You know, we do it the first episode of every month. I like month. this new TMZ kind of thing. I like this. Like, there's new hot goss going on here. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? We needed to, like, we need to switch it up so bad. I think you and I were just so stuck in such a goddamn rut, you know? Almost like our, just the routine, starting to repeat ourselves. I was starting to get locked into just trying to, like, say way too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this this weekly format will be better, I think, in that. It just kind of uh, lights a little fire underneath the ass. You know, we don't have too much time to think about shit. And then we right. also have to... But we also have to listen to everything and process it, you know? So it's just... Uh, yeah, I like it a lot. I like this. Yeah, I feel like I have more time, actually, to listen to every release because we're covering less bands per episode. But well, that's not really the case, is it? <laughs> let's be honest. You and I would... We would literally spend... fuck. We would have three-fourths of the bands decide, and then the last part would be, like, phoning it in, like, that last, like, few days because of the delays and everything. So I like this more, beyond. Yeah, like and that more. would definitely happen with, like, the last bands on Absolute, the episode, always, too. Always, We'd always just be, like, fatigued. Yep. <laughs> Both mealy-mouthed and stoned and tired from talking for and three actually, hours. And actually, this is a DIY podcast with no funds behind it, so we also have lives and have to Give us money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Sponsor no, no, us. That, that, that is not I what mean, I said, Christian. That's not <laughs> That's not what I said. I mean, listen. If, if someone wants to give us like a sponsorship from their weed company or whatever, please. That would that would, that's what we're here for. If Focus Red came through and offered us some free shit because we use their gear, I mean, that would be something that we would like to explore. I, Wouldn't feel like too. If much anybody of a wants to buy weed, no, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. It's, it's not like that is rated. Sorry, Text everybody. Seven oh one. Just kidding. 
just pay, pay me twenty dollars. I'll send I you new Vice phone number. <laughs> I got you. I got you. And along with his uh, his his old band's demo. <laughs> <laughs> the first name of the band is Prologue. <laughs> that's it. That's all you get. So the next band we're going to talk about is Funeral Fires. And Funeral Fires are a four-piece hardcore band from New Jersey, featuring members of Course, who we've talked about on this podcast previously, and members of Gatherers, who are a post-hardcore band on Equal Vision Records. So they're kind of big dogging it. <laughs> and this is a, a Patreon-voted band, so thank you so much for that, guys. And Funeral Fires just released their debut EP, Blood of the Rats, on August 28th. That's uh, Blood of the Rats with an S, a dollar sign for the S. Mm-hmm. It's very important that you know that, stylization. And it's some very rock and roll-oriented, hardcore, with very short and concise songs, all within like two minutes or less. So it's kind of just like a quick little, you know, eight-track EP that you can just bang out and get over with very quickly. There's kind of like not really a lot to talk about here because it's just so short, honestly. <sighs> Man, yeah, there's not much. I'll be honest with you. Well, uh, you know, it's a very fun release. There's there's a lot of redeemable qualities about it. There's the, the great performances. The production is great. Everything about it is consistent and solid, but there's just not anything particularly memorable about it either. After several uh, listens, I didn't really walk away remembering any of the songs or humming any of the riffs. You know? <laughs> yeah. I thought the vocal performances were also kind of a bit monotone at times in the delivery. Like, good technique, but kind of just like the same timbre every scream throughout every song. So that kind of wore on me. What vocalist does this guy remind you of? Keith Buckley. Absolutely. Everything is Buckley. It is... I mean... Every Time I Die influences is all over this record for sure. Like they're from that kind of general mm-hmm. area, well, New Jersey rather, but I think that influence is just sort of like inescapable in that mm-hmm. region. So here's the thing with the whole uh, Buckley side. It really upsets me. So if you're going to be so Buckley-esque, I sure do wish I would get to read the lyrics of your songs because I want to know if you're that as witty and as good as Keith Buckley. So right now it's, and then the thing is like, this is like a band just like uh, the first band with uh, the God awful truth where it's like, I hear a lot of the lyrics without having to have the lyrics in front of me. So that's great. But um, I, yeah, I want to know what the fuck you're saying, man. You seem to, you know, it's just um, with that cocky swagger and still having a good head on your shoulders. Like Keith Buckley has. Um, I just, I want to know what the fuck you're saying, man. I want to know what, what's going on with these songs. Um, that was my only critique. I just, uh, I, I feel like with such a, a credible, um, well-produced album and just like, you got everything. Why wouldn't you just give me the fucking lyrics? Why would you so not? I can just, right. You know, get into it, you know? So that's it. That's all I got to say. And that's always helpful to like help you form an emotional bond with the music. Well, I mean, what are you hiding? What do you, why, why, why would you not like, if you have <laughs> lyrics, I just don't understand it. I just don't get it. Like, put the fucking shit yeah. on there. Do I have to... Like, I guess that's kind of true. Like, what? Not putting your, your lyrics up sort of indicates a lack of confidence. Do I have to buy the physical to get the lyrics? Well, then fucking fuck yourself. How about that? Like, that kind of thing. Like, I should be able to buy the, the thing on Bandcamp and have my lyrics in front of me. If not, then what are we doing here? Um, I just don't understand it. Uh, if I'm buying a digital album, I'm buying a digital album. Uh, iTunes did a thing way back in the day where it was like... I'd, I, I'd bu- I would buy, like, a, like, some random album, and then I'd get, like, a fucking extra file with all the album inserts and shit it's like well fuck i don't need this like this is ridiculous like that kind of thing 
um, yeah, I just, uh, I, my, that's my big critique, is that uh, a band that sounds so strong and solid and you got a good swagger behind your vocals, you got no lyrics. And I just, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that sucks. Put your lyrics up because we want to know what you're saying. Yep, love it. Got to do my, got to do my uh, edu- education. Got to know what's going on here, man. Some people just don't want to do it, I think. I think they just like don't want to reveal something so personal about then themselves. And why the fuck are you in a band posting music on the internet? <laughs> and then also asking money for it. Wow, Levi making some very good points this episode. Give me the lyrics, and then maybe I'll pay ten bucks. Is it really no, ten dollars? I'll give you ten dollars if you give me the goddamn lyrics. I was going to say, everybody, fucking give me the goddamn lyrics if they're not on there. Like, holy shit, this is crazy. Like, <laughs> I just don't understand it. It makes no sense. What is happening right yeah, now? What is, that, that, yeah, um, what is happening? Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> so to get back to some positive things, there were some some really standout tracks I did enjoy. There's a lot of Every Time I Die influence all of this record, which I really enjoyed. A lot of heavy, heavy Lolo and Fear Before the March of Flames influence. A little bit of Botch and a little bit of Daughters. Like Daughters is, we've talked about so many times, they just become such a, a inescapable influence in hardcore and mathcore bands now with the chord shapes that they use and the language, the vernacular, like the this, this slidey bass parts, which are in so many bands now, like left and right. Just very slide heavy bass parts. Did you everywhere. listen to the last track? Oh yeah, of course. I listened to the release uh, several times. Did it? Did it cut out for you at the end? Yes. See, I'm so glad you mentioned that. I forgot to write it in my notes, but yeah, so I got to the end of it. It happens. It happens on on Bandcamp and Spotify. You, you uploaded a uh, corrupt file, from what it sounds and like. You, and apparently, nobody's gotten back to you. So that means not many people have listened to it enough, or you guys don't want it. But like both are cor- both aren't correct. Like they they cut off at the same time. I timed it out. I was at the beach, and I was like, the fuck. And I literally left the beach to go to a place that I knew would have like better internet so I could make sure that I wasn't losing my mind and on Spotify and Bandcamp you got the same fucking bullshit like what's going on here and it's such a well professional it's such a professional release like I don't know man it's like it's literally like you posting this up and not remember you know you didn't you 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 edited it but you didn't listen to it I guess you know and like I'm smashing my mic at the last part and it's like what the fuck dude like that kind of thing um, it's just, it doesn't make any sense that you guys would put so much work. It's like, it's, you baked a pie and at the end you fucking dropped it and didn't acknowledge that you dropped the fucking pie. It just, it's Levi's weird. derailing me here, but I was about to tell you what songs that I liked. Oh, well, how can we talk about the song of fucking last track? I don't even get to finish it. How do I, maybe the last track was my favorite song. I, I, it's like, it's not even that long. It's not even that noticeable. It's seriously the last two but seconds. Maybe, maybe, the, maybe that last track had a buildup and an insert and then a big breakdown at the end. And you didn't know it, Christian. Because it cut no, out. No, it's like like the last two seconds of the song cut out. I don't know. I think. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess there's no way of we'll we'll ever know, know for dude. sure. Yep, we'll never know. Um, so talk about some tracks that I liked to finally get to that, if I may. I guess. With your permission. Yep. <laughs> um, I liked track three, Mainline of Total Acceptance, which I, I think that's the best track, actually. By far the catchiest and most memorable. The riffs... Uh, just probably the most impressive effort on the EP, actually. I liked track four, Hammerhead Convertible, which is one of the more like technical and rhythmically interesting tracks on the EP. I, I think a mainline of Total Acceptance is the track that we should play on the podcast, though. Really? Okay, uh, yeah, I, I would say Hammerhead Convertible was my favorite track, but I would agree with you with that. But even Mainline, Mainline's fucking slamming. 
It is. And and Hammerhead Convertible is actually the more like math core track, technically speaking. That's why speaking. I wrote down. That's why I, I'm shocked that you didn't. But a mainline of total acceptance is the song that is going to sell people on this band. Ah, it's a hit, kid. Ah, I see. Yeah, so we'll give him that one. Okay, cool. Because also the uh, the payoff from Hammerhead Convertible is a bit more delayed. It's not as concise. It's got that intro, which is like a bit more subdued. Um, so we're going to go ahead and give you uh, track three from... Ama- what is it? Song? Sorry. Who are we talking about again? We're going to track three from, <laughs> from Funeral Fire's new EP, which is called Blood of the Rats, and that came out on August 28th. Ah, yes. Here we go. So that was a main line of total acceptance, which is track three from Funeral Fire's new EP, Blood of the Rats. And that came out on August 28th. Short and sweet. Love it. Very concise. Only a minute and a half. So next, we're going to talk about Nigh Ungodly. You? Nigh Ungodly. Yeah, this is fucking sick. So they're a technical deathcore quartet, as I might describe them. It's techie death, but their time signatures aren't 4-4, four, four, so we got their back. Absolutely. The, the mathiness is definitely there. Yep. And they're from the U.S., but otherwise parts unknown, so I suspect this might be an internet project of sorts. Yep. And this is actually a Patreon-voted band, so thanks so much for that, guys. Yo, shout out. This is a good one. This is like the... Honestly, this is the breather as far as bands go in this episode. I fucking... Palate cleanser, more uh, like it. It's both, man. I, th- honestly, it's kind of a breather because when I went to the beach and I listened to this, I was like... <sighs> just like listening to just like the brutality of it. It was amazing. <laughs> Not like a, a breather in the, the traditional sense, I guess, but more like just a breather from, you know... No, homie, no. I just love this It's like this metal shit. comfort Not, food, you know? I, I think that's great. what you're trying to get at. It was both. It's, it's like it was, the metal equivalent of comfort it food. It was a breather, just like it was a break from just a bunch of like techie math core and just like an, something other. Just it was, it was both. It was both. I was just I, I love this this release. This was a really good. Uh, this is by far like my favorite, like 
band in the last few episodes because we haven't covered a deathcore band in a long time like this like just like where it bordered the lines where i was like wait can we cover this should we cover this like that kind of thing you know uh but yeah man um it's just like sign of signs of the swarm just brutal brutal deathcore going yeah very brutal and super reminiscent of the glory days of sumerian records and uh, unique leader basically unique leader needs to snatch up this band right quick yep uh but uh the, the vocals, honestly, I mean, the music's amazing. The vocals really kind of uh, stuck out to me naturally. Um, just it, it oh my god, yeah. highs, lows, guttural, that fucking grimy. Even does the roll of the tongue, kind of like uh, mm-hmm. the cattle decapitation. The, it's it's mm-hmm. pretty fucking sexy, man. Uh, really, he's got the tunnel throat thing down. It's crazy, <laughs> dude. It's I, he reminds me quite a bit of Cameron McBride of Methwitch too, actually. Cameron's got that range, man. Cameron's goes everywhere. Um, that's the best metal vocalist that I can yep, think of off the yep. top of my head. Yep. You know, he's really, really versatile. And this guy, well, this person rather being a little assumptive there is also very versatile as yep. well. Uh, lyrics are fucking disgusting and awesome as well. Uh, really enjoyed this. I, I just, overall, I, I, I don't, it's just, it's great fucking death core and tech death, man. It's great. Fucking awesome. Like I don't even got a favorite track. I just blasted through this album. I blasted through it again. It, I, yeah, I have no complaints. Yeah, it kills for sure. How do you critique something like this? Oh, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> there's not much to critique. Like, what do you, what, mean, do you, what do you pick apart? There's not a whole lot to critique to yeah. offer here. Yeah, I mean, everything about this is really excellent. I mean, the performances are super solid. The the guitar techniques recall like the heights of the early tech death aughts. The, the I love the whole art, visual art aesthetic. It's you know the band is Dark Souls inspired. Mm. So what's Dark Souls? So Dark Souls is a video game franchise that's just known for being exceptionally challenging. So just kind of like what a wonderful parallel to to draw here, like the, the challenge between the music that we listen to and the challenge level of that video game. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> okay. okay. I read this article today about um, how Dark Souls have just like permeated metal metal culture, like people are like naming their song titles and their album names and like just for example a mimic is an enemy that disguises itself as a treasure chest uh soul of avarice is an item that you get from enemies wow they are deep in this <laughs> yeah yeah they definitely are it's very very dark souls inspired for sure and yeah, I don't really have any critique here. Like one thing that I kind of noticed that was grating on me a little bit was the drum sounds are very compressed, uh, especially the snare. I feel like that kind of at, at times is a little bit distracting. It doesn't really bother me per se, but it, it definitely like stuck out to me. And one other thing, you know, this is kind of more of a, a Christian complaint to make, but although this is a 23 minute EP, I probably could have done without that intro track like it just didn't really i would prefer a a leaner runtime for sure although i guess it kind of does contribute to the whole like dark souls aesthetic with the whole chorus and everything i agree with you man but to talk about a few tracks that i liked i really liked track three mirage where you really start seeing that faceless influence shine through with the riffs man damn yeah dude you got that for (laughs) sure Right? I mean, it's Michael Keane all over this thing. I mean, I, I, I'm super influenced by Michael Keane's playing myself. Like, the Ancient Covenant, when, when I played shows, when I still played music, <laughs> that would be my warm-up song. You know, I get up on stage. It's got everything. Like, lots of tremolo picking, lots of alternate picking, sleep picking, tapping. 
every like tech death technique in the guitarists you know the tech deck guitar handbook is there so um it would only make sense that you see that a lot on this it's just again that cimmerian sound with those start stop grooves too i also like track four mimic prophecy which is the title track had some really great um, great riffage on this track. Kind of shows, again, that, that Sumerian influence shining through. Really reminding me of old contortionist, kind of like with the Genty riffs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> That's yeah. like very, very Genty old contortionist kind of sound there. There's also this riff that I swear to God could have been taken directly off of a Cephalic Carnage record. That's why I love the the balance of deathcore and that tech death. You know, it's like I'm getting this like early aughts and both like kind of genres going on here. And this is truly a satisfying release in that regard. Yep, agreed, totally agree. And once again, man, I didn't. Uh, I mean, you have to pick the track because I didn't write a track down. I just I slammed this thing, digested it, loved it. Fucking bring bring more. Give me it. So we're gonna go ahead and play for you, Mirage, which is track three from Nylon Godly's new EP, Mimic Prophecy, and that came out on August twenty first. Here we go.
All right, so that was Mirage, which is track three from Nyan Godley's new EP, Mimic Prophecy, and that came out on August 21st. And that's like going back for this podcast now. I love seeing the dates on these last few releases and being like, ah, we are, we're on top of it. And we're totally about to fuck that up with the last band on this episode because they released something in July. I know, I know. I shouldn't have even said that. I didn't realize that. I mean, it was just the one. I mean, okay, actually, two releases from August and, uh, oh, oh, well, never mind. We're getting there. We're getting there, everybody. We're getting there. We're, like, way more current than we used to be, though, so. (laughs) So next, we're going to give you your release radar for the month of September. So first up, Sleeper Vessels by Fawn Limbs. Man, there's a reason that you're going to see that on every single notable urine list. The production pedigree between Simon of War from a Harlot's Mouth and mixing of Pet of Frontier. Really excellent combination there. And they've just been so prolific that it's literally impossible to ignore what they're doing. So next, uh, Kichombre by Octopulp, who we uh, talked about last episode. And that's just worth noting. Like, it, not many people probably even know about it, but still really solid. If you want to buy a record and just have a journey, that one. That's your one. Yep, that's, that's your it, banger man. right there. <laughs> it's trippy. Uh, next, uh, A Field Guide to Dead Birds by Bathe. And that's definitely one of the best releases in extreme music this year for sure. And you can pick that up on CD via Sludge Lord Records. Secret Peaks of Grief Mountain by Bathe. Uh, math rock duo from Detroit. Levi wasn't much for this one, but I yeah, personally um, really enjoyed it. I was definitely a little bit of a curmudgeon uh, reviewing it, but uh, yeah, it, it has it grown on you. It's just it's it's like it's that first track. Everything else, nah, yeah, it's you know it is what it is. I like the first track a lot, and I really liked the track with the horns as well. But once again, it was more the recording, the the production value, which didn't. That was yeah, your beef. Yeah, my beef. That's sure. totally understandable. Honestly, very much a homebrewed kind of project. But am I still listening to it? Absolutely. <laughs> Glad to hear that. Honestly, like the other day I put it on, I'm like, I'm like, I was almost looking over my shoulder. Like, oh, is any of the listeners seeing if I'm listening to this right now? Like, that Wait kind for of me thing? to pop out of the closet. <laughs> 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 I got you, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, that's literally how I felt. That's how bad I felt about being such a curmudgeon on it. But yeah, anyways, uh, it's great. Excellent. Um, runoff of Acid, Oil, and Water by Cell Damage. Huh? Yeah, that they released that in September. Huh, okay. Sell damage. Their little five track yeah, EP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Speaking of EPs, it is a future. It is pointless by Mort Bound, featuring members of Dumai and Sai Mugen Hautai. Salespeople by Lechita Dolente, which we covered last episode. Some Italian math core there for you. Core, 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 by Plastic Bag <laughs> God Face Mask. It. God damn it. <laughs> um, the Signs of Spiritual Delusion by Crossbringer, which we talked about last episode. Some great black and hardcore from Russia for you there. Uh, Zeit, the new full-length album from their self-titled full-length album, rather, by the Italian Mathcore Project. Talked about them earlier as well. And uh, Underperformer by Eyes, which we'll be talking about later in this podcast. What else here? The Motion Mosaic released a new single. Horsewhip just dropped a Laid to Waste via Roman Numeral Records, so if you're a fan of Combat Wounded Veteran and Reversal of Man, definitely be sure to check that out. It is not those two bands, but if you were to just be open to that whole genre, 
you know where this is going in just a more matured like venture you know um a little more solid hardcore but uh once again i mean it's it's something if you are even a fan of those two past two bands i know it's not going to be the same thing but man you got to give it a listen it's fucking amazing yeah you basically owe it to yourself if you're a fan of either one of those bands to listen to this album i mean it's not like something that i would put on on like on the regular or anything but it's because it's a little too straightforward but it's still really solid i want everybody to do their math i want everybody to listen to the horse whip album and just listen to it how hard it is and then go back and just look when the last combat album was released the last reversal of man album was released and i'm just gonna let you know these 2002 mother fucking dudes are filled with it still even if they stopped and came back or just have been continuous the whole time it's i mean it's dudes just doing what they do the whole time just guys just like fucking like they these these individuals like played hardcore music back in the day and kept going and just and even if they just they they dropped it and came back to it it's just so amazing to see um uh old dogs just fucking doing their same thing just fucking playing hardcore aggressive extreme music um, it really perhaps not new tricks, but certainly doing their old. I tricks didn't well. say new tricks, doggy. I just said old dogs. That's all I said. And the there, vocal yep. approach is different. They're not like doing like the bird scream shit anymore. You know. Well, so combat combat was more thrash grind a little early, but more com- like in the screamo uh, wheelhouse. But Reversal of Man was a screamo band, like one of the screamo bands, let's just say. Uh, but it's not any of that. It's 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 something else. But I just want to let everybody know, just like you gotta gotta understand who the fuck is in this band and like how long they how long ago they did it and now they're doing it, i i'm just blown away i fucking love it yeah I love, great pedigree yeah big respect for those guys um, um yeah yeah that's go it. ahead no that, that's it man horse whip is the shit i'm excited i'm excited for the record to show up <laughs> better left unsaid the new ep from crypto dira who just announced a new full-length album that's coming out later this year via good fight music such good news yeah truly great band great dudes they played our first annual fest as well. Okay, I'm probably going to butcher the pronunciation of this one, but Thraak Thraeti by... <laughs> fuck. Thraak Thraeti Thraak Thraak by Encina Thraak. <laughs> Which is... Uh. <laughs> it's Colin, Mar- Colin Marston's like technical death metal band that he does on the side. It's like some portal shit, basically. Um, it's basically just like brutal tech death with like a slight improvisational element to it. But vocals, right? The vocals are almost like the the cricket fart like belch kind of gutturals, you know? It's like yeah, almost like yeah, comedic yeah. at times. <laughs> love it. Love it. I'll take that any day. I'm not sure if you've heard of Databots, but I have. I have. Okay, yeah. They they did a uh, an Encina Thrack remix. <laughs> Pretty much perfect fodder for what what is it they're doing with that like partial AI shit. D- dude i did not know that but i honestly i can only imagine that the vocal approach of that band is just that also just like shout out to databots they bought a shirt the other day and they sent me a message and they're like hey we bought a shirt like that was fucking cool really appreciated that like fuck yeah let's get some like ai generated shit going <laughs> <laughs> uh definitely gonna stay in yeah, touch with them you you might be the per you might be the person that ha- is selling a calculator t-shirt so that might be a pretty good <laughs> little alleyway to go down that was a mistake <laughs> at least i uh at least we didn't lose money on that though you know we ended up breaking even yeah and we almost sold out you know that we like, sold like 35 of them there's if you want a, a calculator meme shirt there's a couple left on our uh our big cartel we're sold out of uh, mediums and larges though 
Hey, hey, defend math core, right? Am I right? Sure. Yeah, I'll tell you. Why the hell not? Yeah. I mean, it's funny, right? <laughs> not really, but... So that was your release radar for the month of September. So the next band we're going to talk about is Eyes. And Eyes are a chaotic hardcore band from Copenhagen, Denmark, featuring members of Telos and LLNN. Shut the fuck up! What? Whoa! Who's in, who's in there from Telos? Do you know? Or- so Victor Koss, the vocalist, is the vocalist, guitarist, songwriter of Telos, and the guitarist is from <laughs> LLNN. Awesome. Fucking awesome. And they just released their debut full-length underperformer on September 25th. And I'm, I'm stoked to hear that you're excited about this because both of those Telos, bands are, are fucking dude, sick. We, we, t- talked about we covered Telos in the early days. Um, yes. I mean, so we're only on episode 51, but it's like we've been doing this fucking ep- this podcast for three years. We, we did it monthly before, so it's just crazy. To I do- love that we're still doing it, though. Um, uh, Veronica just walked in. Uh, my wife, so I had to tell her. It's our anniversary. <laughs> it's our four-year anniversary. We did it. She can give two shits, dude. All right. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, great, rolls her eyes and walks out. So there's like a a very rock and roll element to this album. I'm not sure if any of you listen to Telos, but this is not really similar to that at all. I mean, with the exception of the vocals, you can kind of hear Victor's influence shining through. It's nothing like Telos. Absolutely nothing like Telos. Yeah, this is more of like a, a straightforward kind of rock and roll, not very technically impressive save for like maybe one or two sequences here and there uh-huh they also have really really good music videos too with like an element of humor to them uh i'm not sure if you watch both of them but the the one of them where they're just like in a room all making like very like kind of understated physical movements and then they all kind of like do sort of a macarena together it's very like um uh they're acting like a fucking like um it's called deadpan humor yeah. it's definitely deadpan it's great dude um, they give me like the early, uh, it's almost like a, like a, I don't even know what kind of vibe it is. It's very, uh, art, art school, <laughs> like kid, like, like cool kid kind of vibe. Uh, but yeah, both. Yeah, uh, it is both, kind of art school for sure. Yeah. They, they, they have, um, such a great, um, uh, humor to mm-hmm. the, yeah, to that. Uh, but the album itself, man, holy fucking shit. Um, uh, let's see here. The scathy vocals um, are my favorite of what this band gives. Um, it's just this amazing, well-rounded metalcore, post-hardcore uh, album going on. It's nonstop. Um, yeah, he really all- sort of like leans into the highs and like the very disgusting kind of like goblin vocals all over this record. Yo, Goblin's a pretty good one to go with. I like that. I like that description, man. I'm not going to lie. It is very similar, though, to what he does on almost all of Telos's stuff, like in terms of the vocal approach, but it it does manage to... It's it's more... The project is more unique. I think that they've just... I also suspect that he's like greatly contributing to the songwriting, too, given the sounds, you know? Mm-hmm. What I appreciated most about this band is they have a very unique sound, you know, it's it, it's mostly individual. I mean, their influences do shine through occasionally, but I had a really hard time, if I'm being completely honest, like pinning down what their exact influences are. I did as well. Apart from, apart from like, I know that they're very in. Victor is very influenced by Hexus, another Copenhagen band. I think that Hexus's influence is, I think Hexus actually inspired the second wave of black and hardcore that we're seeing everywhere right now. I think that they. They, they were kind of the catalyst for 
that sound. And what's so funny is that we saw them with Steak Sauce Mustache. And um, the vocalists walked off the stage because they were so upset about the turnout and being upstaged by Steak Sauce, you know? Oh, my God. Was this at fucking the Elbow Room? Yes, it was at the Elbow Room. And I have never seen such a sad howdy display from any but DI, you so, DIY but you band. so funny? What a they, spoiled brat. They were younger dudes, but like, um, what's funny about that is they were pouty and sad, and yet they still played heavy. Yeah, you're right. I mean, they did play heavy. It was basically just the vocalist. Everyone else was kind of like, I can't believe that he just did that. Like, the rest of the band was clearly he, embarrassed. And it's, but also, it's like, it's the elbow room, so you definitely are playing to like 10 people, generally, most of the time. And that's what that show was. It was 10 people. Like, homie, this is San Francisco. Yep. <laughs> and, and actually, that was just one of the random shows where it's like the bands didn't even know that it wasn't flyered, that kind of thing, where it's like, yo, I haven't seen this. Sh- I didn't see the show anywhere, man. I just came here, like, randomly. Yeah, with the exception of Math Core Index posting about it, pretty much yep, nobody yep. knew the show was happening. Yep. And Math Core Index doesn't really have, as we now know, have the best pull in the Bay Area. <laughs> shout out, uh, shout out, Steak Sauce Mustache. May you play to five people or 50 people or 500 people. Who cares? You guys do you, and it's amazing. Yeah, I don't want to get too much on a tangent talking about Steak Sauce Mustache and Hexus when we're talking about eyes, but yes, absolutely fucking yep. massive respect for them. They always give the insane, same fucking live show, every show they've ever played. Ever. <laughs> ever like, yeah. be it to. 10 or 100 people and we've seen them play to both sides crowds so yeah it's always really exciting so so i mean like honestly like with 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 this band i i think eyes has um more of an approach than what i thought telos would have it has more of a drive than i driving I, it's drive it's more driving okay um and also just gra- it grabs me more than telos um i just really enjoyed the 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 full uh listen to this album um once again just full it's fucking non-stop and then christian sent me the two music videos that they have uh last night or the night before and it just makes me appreciate these guys so much more um there's some humor you. it's uh well crafted um as much and just as- to, like cut you off really quickly this is like one of those yeah. moments where i'm going to tell you to stop listening to the podcast and just go watch exactly. those music videos um yeah, distance would be my favorite of this, especially just that whole like art school like a tactic they're going there. Just the fucking such like, a I good don't give video. A fuck. Yep, it's yeah, it's great, like, man. The music video really does sell it though. Like I see the video or I think of the video and then I hear the music in my head. It's like really, really effective. Because it's like you know, like the music's crushing and like the the music video is just they they could give two fucks. They're just slowly playing. It's, just, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, like, I can't like overstate how understated their movements are in the music video. It's like brilliant. The, oh, the, yeah, so lackadaisical, deadpan. Yeah, dude. Like lying on the floor and shit, and just like trying to exert themselves as little as possible during the actual performance part of the video. It's great, man. Yep. Um, Distance, I think, is like the best track, just given the music video and the fact that it's so memorable, but also underperformer for for the same reasons. Underperformer is my favorite track on the album. Yep. I think that's one of the more exciting and interesting tracks for sure, too. I think it's got like more like varied drum parts, which kind of segues into my next thought. I, I kind of felt like the drumming on this album was rather one-dimensional. Like, it's very solid, but it's essentially it's limited to like the same like three or four basic like hardcore metal patterns. In retrospect, it kind of does line up that sort of... Um, you know, subdued drumming style sort of lines up with the music video aesthetic, but I I felt like 
they were sort of not phoned in, but just not entirely exciting or varied. I also felt like some of the song structures were so similar that some of the songs kind of like bled into one another. It was hard for me to differentiate. Yep. Like I kind of was, I kind of kept having album deja vu listening to this release. Like what track am I even on right now? I can't differentiate. I get that. I definitely get that. So we're going to go ahead and play for you Distance, which is track two from Eyes' new full-length album, Underperformer, and that came out on September 25th. Here we go. I definitely like the vocals more on this than than Telos. Even though it's very similar, I I feel it fits this music more. This is a better band than Telos. Agreed. Like Agreed. already they've already done something way more ambitious by releasing this full length. It's it's more substantial than all of Telos's catalog put together. It's a it's a full album experience, you know, like Does Telos have music videos? Let me see here. I'm going to I'm going Yeah, they have several. We've actually here. premiered a couple of them. Oh yeah, one Remember of the t- we did um, oh, Helios yeah, and immersed right. in green. Man, how man? Fuck, I love I love you guys. Just fuck, so you guys got the right friends. You got somebody that's like making shit for you. You're paying money. You're doing everything. You're making re- you're making the records. You're doing the music videos, and they're not just like you in a room. It's fucking well thought. It's it's awesome. I fucking love it, man. It's well, really- one of them is in a room, but it's listen, very but well even thought them out, in the room is like very well thought out. You know what I'm saying, dude? It's like a little bit more there. So <laughs> it's a very well thought out room. <laughs> Christian. So that was Distance, which is off Eyes' new full-length album, Underperformer, and that came out back in September. Eyes' is is is. Eyes' is definitely for sure. Mm-hmm. So moving right along here, the last band that we're going to talk about is Crowning the May Queen. 
And crowning the May Queen are a post-hardcore mathcore trio from Thunder Bay, Ontario. And this is yet another Patreon-voted band, so thanks for that, guys. Hell yeah, good. Ch wow, what two polar opposite choices. Yeah, they, they the always do. I, I think that they always choose the outlier stylistically for us to talk about, probably because it's going to present more opportunity for conversation like this one. Dude, dude, my mom is the is the ultimate lover of the underdog. If 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 you if you fucked up and you did something, she she's likes like, horse oh, torso. come on, yeah, yeah, yeah. She she would definitely like, yeah, dude, absolutely. She's like, come on, right? Now. I mean, really that's an underdog band for you, right there. You really got to give him a chance, you know? I was like, all right, all right, fine, fine, fine. Anyways, I just yeah, it's fucking great. That's I, kind I, of what sold me on having them play the festival. I'm being completely honest. It's like they were kind of the underdog. It's like they really deserve that opportunity, you know? Oh man, but. But I, I, I see online and like people fucking there. There's oh, yeah. the lover of man. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, people it love is, horse torso. It, is, it, it took a long time, but because they've got a weird band name and very, very weird stylistically, and their music videos aren't exactly that it's great. Quarantine but, style. It's quarantine style. It's <laughs> yeah, they're definitely quarantine style for sure. They're very like self-produced and everything. So, but. The musical content is there, but the raw musicianship is absolutely there. Yep, it's great. But yeah, uh, back to Crowning the May Queen. This is sort of like the outlier of the episode. They self-describe as post-hardcore, but there's certainly a little bit of a lot of screamo influence and a little bit of mathcore influence here and there. Yep. Not a lot. It's it's like 25% mathcore, 25% post-hardcore, and the rest is like screamo and I guess I mean, prog rock. I don't know. It's always funny, like the screamo mix of the post hardcore people would always like kind of like go towards like it's almost like people some would call like emo core. It's like what the fuck ever. Uh, but uh, it's definitely I would say whatever you want to say before that screamo emo emo core anything like that. It's it's that and with a little bit of math core. That's definitely how I would describe it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And this is a very ambitious three Absolutely. track EP. You know, I mean it's. It's every song clocks in at over five minutes. It's it's three tracks over fourteen minutes, so it's it's quite a bit to listen to. That's all I can say about this uh, uh, release. Is it is a beautiful mix of new and old, quote unquote, I guess whatever new and old is. Uh, it but each track, even though it was a uh, minimal uh, on the on the tracks, uh, it took me on a little bit of a ride. I really enjoyed this. Um, yeah. And I like the production on the release, too. I get the feeling it wasn't, like, super professionally produced or anything, but it has a really nice kick drum and snare sounds. It's like that overdriven kind of, like, clean distortion, not, like, overly distorted, you know? That's that screamo side, and I kind and of like accept the reverb it on the vocals reason, too, you man. Know? Yeah. It's, I mean, because... Because in Scream, sorry, sorry, cutting you off. Uh, for Screamo, no, no, and for 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 anything like this, like that that late '90s, early. If you are literally trying, if I'm like, hey man, you s sounds kind of like Screamo, and you're like, fuck yeah, man, that kind of thing. It's like, oh shit, okay, you you were you meant to do this because that that Screamo emo chord, there is that that faint yell down the hallway aesthetic going on, and they it's intentional, you know. Um, yeah, if we're for like the modern like sort of mathcore and prog influences, like deposited two and three minutes into every track. This would be such like a 90s type of release, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. It's like, it screams 90s to me, everything about it. From like their, their aesthetic, the name, 
the yep. name of the songs, the name of the fucking album. <laughs> well, the, it's the, so nineties. The, <laughs> the name, yeah, the name crowning. Are you guys in like your mid to late thirties or what? <laughs> yeah, every or it, it's like the polar opposite with I think with math, math core index. It's either you're you're in your late thirties or you're like nineteen or seventeen or something like that. Um, but uh, yeah, man. Um, this the the, the the definitely the band title for it just being a newer uh, project. It seems um, I would have definitely i don't know it's like i guess if question band members if you're listening or when you do listen why the name get back to us because it's like you either are a doing it to actually fit towards that era and genre you know or are you just out of date and just naming it now because of that like because it could be two and that's two different things right i wouldn't even describe their sound as dated either because like because right now like you know you know it's like more like uh like like rap metal that kind of shit like early hardcore like metalcore kind of shit's coming back in and you could be naming your band blah 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 because you're trying to pay homage to that or you're still just a band from the midwest that still happens to wear jinkos you know like that kind of thing <laughs> it's like, like, i'd like to think you do yeah that's it's like there's that's still, how i'm gonna picture you going forward god i fucking, they're a jinko wearing yes, post-hardcore band <laughs> in their early 40s god damn. yeah i'll bob in their head a lot like yeah so to uh, address some of the less positive things i feel like this is a lot of fluff for a three-song release you know it, it kind of just takes way too long to develop yeah like, I'm sure it's kind of their aesthetic. Like, they're definitely sort of taking the long approach. But the payoff is so delayed. And just the most extended introductions, you know, it kind of prevents you from getting to that better material. You really have to, like, wait for it, you know. Yeah. I, I guess if I had to choose... Count Cucula would be that's the one which I hate that song title it's, it's so cringy it's not and that's why I was like that literally in my in my notes I was like if I had to choose dot 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 and I chose that uh, yeah Count yeah. Cucula is definitely the best track I mean even though it takes like two three minutes to get to the best material when it yep. does finally get there it's like very well executed like the kick drum and the snare and the guitars just they really just like spring to life. It's like you were hearing a different band all of a sudden. Yep. Yep. You're yep. going to give us this band. Where was this band two minutes ago, three minutes ago? You know? So there's a, there's a lot of patience involved with this listening, essentially. And just one last gripe. I did feel like the singing was also very, very poorly executed. The, the, the screaming is excellent on this release, make no mistake. But specifically the singing, there's a, there's a lot of room for improvement there. It felt very, like, shaky at times. Just to quickly throw a couple comparisons at you, it was definitely reminding me of, uh, of Freighter and uh, Juan Bond. Okay. Specifically okay. Juan Bond. Like, Jay Kohler writes songs that are very, very similar to this, where it just takes a long time for, to get to that kind of payoff part. I like that comparison, dude, and I actually had to think about, like, two or three Juan Bond songs in that second or two there <laughs> like i was like okay. i mean take tragedy at the marquee right. for example yeah, I mean, there's absolutely. a lot of singing and uh, again a very sort of delayed paid off uh, payoff rather god i miss those guys all right yeah yeah awesome man yeah well i have great. a feeling I... you'll be hearing more from them soon Ooh. 
Oh, nudge, nudge, wait, is that, that is that a pre <laughs> is it a pre math core news I just got there? Wow, that's uh, crazy. It might be. Huh? Might be. Might be a little uh, pre news there. I, I'm just saying what I'm saying. I'm just saying what I'm saying. All right, so we're gonna go ahead and give you Count Cuckula, which is track one <laughs> from their new <laughs> from Crowning the May Queen's new EP, Inorganically Organic, Organically Inorganic, and that came out on July 9th of 2020. Here we go.
right, so that was Count Cucula, which is track one from Crowning the May Queen's new EP, Inorganically Organic, Organically Inorganic. And that came out back in July. And as delayed as the payoff is for that song, like, when it finally does get to those, like, math chord sequences, it's really fucking good. Like, really satisfying. I want more of that. It's like that clean overdrive distortion that Noise Says uses. I really like that guitar aesthetic. And while we were listening, you know, I know the vocal approach is quite different, but it was really recalling number 12 for me, too. I mean, but Jesse I, came from a, a screamo background, too, of this, course. So. Uh, yeah. Um, but anyways, dude, um, I really did enjoy this as far as just a three-track. Um, the, the screamo side definitely tingled me. So, yeah, enjoyable, man. So before we wrap this up, I just want to thank our Patreon supporters who are listening on Discord right now. We love you, we love you, we love you. Uh, thanks so much to Kevin, Jeff, Otis, Phil, Eric, Chris, Robert, Mike, Sinza, Kent, Matt, Austin, Jesse, Eli, Jamie, Sam, Andre, Grady, David, Carter, Andrew, Chris, 30 Seconds Go, Jeremiah, Sonny, John Bum, Ezekiel, Dimitri, Taylor, Eric, Jesse, Oconi, Rory, Chris, Caleb, Adolfo, Holly, Ethan, Andy, Bebop, Austin, Nabila, Graham, Christian, Matthew, Jim, Brandon, Jordan, Joshua, Danny, and Brian. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. And there may even be a couple of people that I'm forgetting right now. Like, we've, we've had a couple, a few new Patreon supporters come in in the last few weeks, so hopefully I didn't miss anybody there. But thank you so much to all of you for uh, supporting the podcast. We've actually had the Patreon for a year now, I think. Damn, y'all. We need a cake. This is crazy. We got anniversaries up in this bitch tonight. Holy shit. Truly, truly. So I guess that about wraps it up for the 52nd episode of MathCast. I'm your host, Christian. And I'm your co-host, Levi. Happy anniversary, boo. Happy anniversary, boo. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to kiss you on the mouth. Oh, God damn it. Okay, cool. All right. All right. right. And we'll be back again next week with some more sick underground bands. Good night and stay beautiful. (laughs) 